Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. I sometimes say those hellos just to check my levels. I think I might leave them in. So hello and welcome to Sharp episode 15. How are you? How's your week been? It's been a funny week. We've had torrential rain. We've had magnificent lightning storms. And then we've had really, really hot sun. Today is the weekend. I look out of the studio window and yep. I can still see blue sky. Steve, is it as warm as it looks out there? Hello, Steve. Well, yeah, as you can, uh, as you can hear, the birds are tweeting. And it is, it is as warm as it looks. It's lovely and sunny out here. And you can probably just hear there's a bit of a cool breeze blowing just to keep things cooled down. And that'd be quite useful for you because later on, you're going to need to come out here and cut this grass. And have you seen the state of this car? When are you going to clean that? Sorry, did you want me to give you a list of jobs or did you want me just to tell you about the weather? Well, thanks, Steve. You continue to be that nagging voice of my conscience. So this week, I've done a bit less travelling than last week. Although at one point, I was over in Essex um, on the A12, for those that know it, and I had to stop for, well, let's just say I'd had two coffees that morning. I pulled into a service place that was called Mount Nessing and I discovered a BP fuel station and a McDonald's that they'd shoehorned into a site about the size of a postage stamp. It seemed like the traffic management had been designed by a clown on acid with a set of crayons. There was traffic coming from all directions. People were trying to fill up. People were trying to find a drive-in. I nearly ended up in the drive-in by accident. That would have been funny. Me sailing by. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. What can I take for your order? Nothing, thank you. I just want to go to the toilet. Thank you. Goodbye. They have these parallel lanes, so there's a drive-in bit, and then there's a lane by the side of the drive-in. But it's not clear that that other lane is not part of the drive-in. So because people are getting confused and they're going from one to the other, I ended up queuing in that lane just to get round to the fuel station. Remember, there was a pressing reason why I was there. Anyway, eventually, I found somewhere to stop. I did what I had to do. But then to get out, you've got to fight all the cars that are coming in. So you have to drive across the coming in lane, and the exit is right on the roundabout of the A12. So well done, BP and McDonald's, for creating that madness. I'll cross my legs and sail past that place in the future. On the social media front this week, we've had some lovely stuff from people across the Twitterverse, the Facebookverse, and... The Insta-verse? Amazing people like Debbie, Louise, Anna, and great support from podcasters. Um, There's the Podden family. People like Juice in the Morning, The State of Social, and Emotionally 14. We had a mention from um, friends of our podcast over at Poorly Summarised. When I say we had a mention, we had a compliment. I think it was a compliment. So thank you very much, Michael and Justin. Thank you, everyone. Please feel free to engage, to comment, and we'd be most grateful if you could go onto iTunes particularly and rate or review us. 
So last week I talked about productivity and I challenged this idea that productivity is the right word when we're talking about getting better. During the week I coined this phrase that productivity is not your rate of work, it's the work you rate. But if your challenge is simpler, if you just want to get the basics done and more of them, I introduced this idea of a thing called GTD, which stands for getting things done. Now this way of doing things has been developed by a bloke called David Allen, and he's a geezer. He was born in 1945, he grew up in Louisiana, and he claims to have had 35 different professions before the age of 35. Apparently he's been things like a magician, a glass-blowing lathe operator, uh, the manager of a travel agency and so on. Anyway, this idea of his, called Getting Things Done, was published in 2001 in a book of the same name. Now, according to Wikipedia, it's a time management method. Well, this is where the collective wisdom of Wikipedia and I disagree. You see, you can't manage time. You can only manage what you do. And you might say that I'm splitting hairs, but it's an important point. It's not the length of time that's important. It's what you fill it with. The actual time is irrelevant. It's just a set of brackets around stuff. A bookend. Anyway, the reason I want to share GTD with you is because it's good. Let's say you're a business owner or a manager or a mum or dad running a family home or anyone that's got stuff in their life. I think we'd agree that life is better if that stuff is under control. You don't have to have the most complicated of lives for it sometimes to feel a bit like, well, not quite easy going. If you're highly organised and you've got a really efficient life that runs like clockwork, well, you're probably not my target audience because you don't experience the challenges that many of us do. Everyday challenges, stuff like forgetting things or remembering them but at the wrong time. Feeling overwhelmed because there's just too much to do or you don't know where to start. Maybe work is imposing a little bit on family life or family life itself is needing some attention. Those things might be great big serious challenges for you or you might just feel they need a bit of a tweak. Do you remember last week I said that wouldn't life be fantastic if we were able to focus on one thing at a time and that thing be entirely the right thing at that moment for us to pay attention to? I asked you what you could accomplish if you had a life like that. What could your work life be like? What could your family life be like? How could you develop those interests that you never get around to, and so on. Well, I can tell you that categorically, the getting things done method is a great support in getting to that point. The beauty is, it's simple, it's easy to implement, and once you're set up, it works, well, almost like magic. It will take a little bit of application, you do need to learn how it works, but the great thing is that you can make it fit with the way that you prefer to do things. It can be paper-based, it can be run from your phone or from apps. You can build a complex system on a PC if that's what you prefer, or you can mix them all up, whatever works for you. It's not complicated. It doesn't need a degree in IT or systems management. If you want to, you can run it from a pocketbook. This podcast is just an introduction to it. It's not my system, I didn't develop it, I wish I had. But I have developed a version of it that works incredibly well for me and I can speak from experience about how powerful it can be. I'm not going to explain it in detail here. I'm only introducing you to it. You know, 
like a potential date at a party. You've got to decide if you want to go out for dinner with it. But it could be the best dinner that you've ever had. The best person to find out about GTD from is David Allen himself. My suggestion is that your starting point is to listen to his speech in Milan where he introduces it to an audience. Here's a snip. I'll put a link in the show notes. Buongiorno. I'm delighted to be here. I'm going to share some information with you that basically I've developed or uncovered over the last 30, 32, 33 years. What I'll be sharing with you will seem a little simple in a way. The methodology that I uncovered is actually quite powerful, but it doesn't require you to do any behaviors that you're not already familiar with. This is not like some new foreign language or some new technology. It's actually quite common sense. And over these years, what I discovered was when things really work for us, there's usually a principle that we're applying. And if you understand that principle, you can get more things done with less effort. But most people are not that aware of what these principles are, it seems. Let me give you an example. Okay, so that's your starter for 10. But you might be asking, if I'm going to invest some time in this, Steve, to find out what it is, or even just listen to that talk that you've told me about, tell me what it's for. What does it do? Well, you know that we all have stuff coming at us. Sometimes it feels like 100 miles an hour. There's work stuff, email, text, uh, phone calls, meetings, chats in the corridor. And all of those things often then end up giving us something to do. We have to do something as a result of them, or we've got a task or or a job to do, or something to carry out. And then on a personal level, we've got the same. Email again and social media. There's shopping to do family things to plan, the grass keeps growing, the pets keep needing fed, birthdays keep happening, and again, all of those things, they drive out tasks, actions, things to do. For some reason, it seems to be, I think, a Western culture that we keep work and personal stuff separate. And we even go further to, in some cases, stress that that's really important. If you go onto LinkedIn, there's lots of phrases on there like, having a strong work ethic or you've got to do things that other people are not prepared to, and you have to sacrifice things. Now, I understand why this is the case. If you were paying me to do your stuff between nine to five, you wouldn't be very happy if you found out that I was paying attention to my stuff while you were paying me your money. The problem is, our brains don't work like that. Not only have we got all the external stuff to consider, but we've also got to deal with how our brains bring that stuff to our attention. I'll give you an example. Here's Steve, sitting at his desk, about to read an email. Oh, who's this from? Jack Newman. Um, I'll just put my sandwich down and have a look at this. Dear Steve, it was good to meet with you. I've reviewed the plans for the new structure. Got a few questions on a couple of key points. Number one. What is the contingency for traffic management if the building fills beyond 70% capacity? Okay, right, need to give that some thought. Okay, so that's what you can see happening from the outside. But here's what might be happening 
in Steve's head. Oh, who's this from? Jack Newman. Um, I'll just put my sandwich down and have a look at this. Dear Steve. Attention. This is your brain. Yeah, hello. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that you hadn't forgotten that it's your mum's birthday party on Friday and you still need to decide what you're going to get for a gift. Thank you. I've reviewed the plans for the new structure. Hello again. What are you doing exactly with this email? I'm not sure if you should read it all now. You do have 999 other emails in your inbox and a meeting to go to in 10 minutes and you haven't finished your sandwich yet. Just checking. Bye. If the building fills beyond 70% capacity. Yeah, Lucy is still waiting to hear from you about lending her the marquee on Friday and also Tina in accounts keeps looking at you. Okay, so maybe you don't get the warning beeps and the introduction from your brain, but you will get that constant chatter, that distraction. And even if you do things like meditation or other things to calm that voice, it still does it. I guarantee that at some point in this podcast, your brain wandered off, it thought about something else, and then it wandered back again. And it has no respect for work time or personal time boundaries it will just keep throwing things at you. Work thoughts come into our heads when we're not working and personal thoughts happen when we are working and so on. You can't fight it, but you can help it. I mentioned there about meditation or mindfulness and we've talked about that quite a lot before. But even if you do that, what do you do with the thought when it pops up? You see, mindfulness will it'll help you focus back on what's important. But that distracting idea, that thing in the background will keep coming back until you deal with it. David Allen calls it an open loop. And until you shut them, it will stay in your head going round and round. And this is where GTD comes in. It'll enable you to take those thoughts out of your head and put them somewhere and then, and then, <clears throat> and then have them come back right when you need them. So that means after the distraction's over, you can come back to concentrating on the traffic contingency plan, or whatever your email's about, and so on. And you can do it effectively. You know that scene I described earlier at the BP McDonald services, where the cars were coming from all directions and I was just trying to get out? Well, that's a bit like what our brains are doing at any given time. If you imagine that our attention is the car that's trying to get from A to B, but the distractions are coming at us from all sorts of different angles, and sometimes they almost physically stop us from getting to where we want to. David Allen describes GTD as advanced common sense. I'll give you an example, the two-minute rule. From chapter six in his book, got the book here. If the next action can be done in two minutes or less, do it when you first pick the item up. If the email requires just a 30-second reading and then a quick yes-no-other response back to the sender, do it now. If the next action is something to leave a quick message on someone's voicemail, make the call now. And he goes on to explain um, that there's a, there's a pivot point, there's a balance between just doing everything now um, and then what you do with the stuff that you can't do now. Because if you've got two things or 20 things or 100 things, then of course you can't do them all immediately. And that's where this process helps you put things where they belong. So they come back to you elegantly and at the right time. Here's another example of advanced common sense. 
Let me give you an example. Have any of you ever felt slightly confused or overwhelmed and you sat down and you made a list and you felt at least a little bit better? Now, invariably, when people actually get stuff out of their head, they feel more in control, more focused, better about their world. And if you understood what goes on when you do that, nothing changed in your world out here and yet you felt better about things. If you understood the principle at play there, you'd never keep anything in your head the rest of your life. And I don't. As I mentioned last week, there are five stages. This is my description of them. Capture. So as soon as the thought or task comes to your attention, write it down. Get it out of your head. Clarify. So what is this task or thing that's come to my attention? What does it mean? And if I did it so it was completely done, what would that look like? Organise. Having clarified, put it somewhere so it will come back to you at exactly the right time. Reflect. Take some time regularly to think about where all the stuff is that you've organised and just check it's all in the right place. Engage. Get on with doing things. And that last stage is an indication of how practical this process is. It's not some complicated theory that you spend all your time managing. It is just a way of, the clue is in the title, getting things done. So if the things we talked about earlier, like overwhelm or too much stuff or forgetting things mean anything to you, then how much better would your life be if you could focus on the right thing at exactly the right time and be present with the thing that's most important? If you want that, then it's worth investing a little bit of time in this. So where can you get started? Well, I'll put all the links to all this stuff in the show notes. The first place is the book. Now, it's not heavy going, but it is packed. I've read it four times now, I think, and I do get something more out of it every time. An easier option, of course, is to listen to the audiobook. Um, there's a version on Audible, which is narrated by David himself. And talking of listening, there are GTD podcasts. The David Allen Company themselves do a really good selection. They're all free. But if you want to, you can invest some money and join the community where there are even more goodies. And that community also helps you get into finding the best methods that work for you. And there are other podcasts from other companies that support the process, Some good ones are Next Action Associates, Asian Efficiency, and the GTD Virtual Study Group, and again, I'll put links in. And then there are apps. There's a great app called Nosby. I think I've pronounced that right. N-O-Z-B-E. Nosby, Nosby. I might not be clear how to pronounce it, but I do know how to use it. And I thoroughly recommend it. That's a simple app, and it works really, really well. If you use Evernote, then the GTD Group supply a step-by-step setup guide for setting Evernote up with all the supporting bits that you need. And you can also get a sheet to help you set up Outlook, OneNote, Wonderlist, Google Apps, and so on. Of course, on the website itself, which is at gettingthingsdone.com, there's some great resources there. And if you're a visual person, then YouTube has got loads of stuff. Just search GTD in YouTube. You can connect to these people on social media. Um, I link with quite a few different people on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, I'll share some good contacts in the show notes. So trust me on this, 
If you only act on one podcast I broadcast, make it this one. You will thank me, and if I can be of any help or support in helping you get started, then I'd be really pleased to share whatever I know if it helps. I make no apology for repeating my suggestion. If you'd like to have the capacity to pay attention to one thing at a time, the right thing, and have everything else parked and ready for when the time is right for them to come into your attention, then GTD is a great way to get there. So that's it. That's the end of episode 15. I hope that I've introduced something to you that's interesting and useful. There's loads and loads to look at. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And if you want to ask me any questions, please feel free. I'm off now because I've been told that I have to cut the grass and clean the car. Although obviously what he doesn't know is that they're already in my system. You have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. Bye bye.